0: If they get up today and they feel good, man, they're not even walking on the floor. It's like they're walking on a cloud. Whoo, they begin to pray and praise the Lord, usually asking for something. But if they roll out of bed, literally, <laughs> plop, it's not gonna be a good day. Here I am on the floor. Hi, little dust bunny. <laughs> they don't feel very good, so they don't pray that day. Terry Knight, the pastor here at New Life Community Church. I thank you so much for turning us on and tuning us in. I trust the Lord's just going to bless you all over the place as we worship together here for the next 28 and a half minutes or so. We're going to jump right on into the back half of a teaching that we began to share with you last week. And there's a lot of overlap. I need to tell you that. A lot of what you hear is what you heard in the last part as an intro. There's really what wasn't a good place for me to cut in and out of that. So there'll be a little bit of overlap. But I trust you'll stick with what you've already heard. And hang on to uh, the end of this particular teaching. I believe that this is very, very timely. I really do, and I trust that the Lord would uh, use this message to speak to your heart about something that's very, very key, very critical to our knowing, knowing and understanding not only the word but what God has for us today and how we are to operate in the spirit under the influence of the spirit before i read uh, for you our a portion of our text passage and jump into that i do want to remind you that if you're listening online if you'll find that uh, little logo down in the bottom corner over here and hover over that the subscribe button will come up and if you're listening on television this won't work But if you're listening online, the subscribe button will come up. And if you'd click on that, it'd be very helpful to us. And we really would appreciate you uh, helping us uh, to stay connected that way. We also mentioned to you last week we had some uh, things available. And if you would like, uh, if you have some questions or concerns about what we talk about on New Life, you can ask T. Uh, we would encourage you to use that email address right there to email us with any questions or concerns that you may have uh, uh, regarding the Bible or what we're teaching here, and we'd be glad to try to respond to You perhaps even respond on the air. We'll do that anonymously, uh, but we would love to hear from you. I also have uh, uh, some things that I I have available uh, that I have written that I trust would be helpful to you. One such is this Pamphlet. Now, again, this is not a book. It's a pamphlet, but it's about how to prayer walk. I prayer walk a lot. You may have run into me on some of the trails around here from time to time and uh, think I'm talking to myself. I'm not. I'm talking to my Heavenly Father. But I've uh, developed this uh, little pamphlet that I think would be a help to you. If you'd like to have this, just email us. We'll send that right back out to you. Just ask for the How to Pray pamphlet. We also have some. uh, uh, tracks that we use, it's really more than a track, but uh, for a lack of a better term, that's what I'm going to call it. We use it with our discipleship ministry here at New Life, and we've discipled so many people, and it's quite an, an exhaustive uh, process. But the four spiritual laws are a part of that, and i love to put this in your hands. If you just ask for that, we'll try to get it back out to you. Then another one that I just dearly love, and this is titled, Have You Made the Wonderf- Wonderful Discovery of the Spirit-filled life. Again, they're just little track-like things, but very, very helpful. Give us an a email and uh, tell us you want these things and uh, include your address. We'll get them right back out to you. Postage paid. We'll do that because we care about you. I want to read for you from Jude chapter 1, obviously chapter 1, verse number 18 and 19, and the record puts it this way. In the last times, there will be scoffers who will follow their own ungodly desires. And listen to verse 19. These are the men who divide you. The middle part of verse 19 says, who follow mere natural instincts and do not have the spirit. And that's what I'm going to talk about for the next several moments. And I trust that you'll stay tuned and listen intently to what the Word has to say to us. Father, I thank you for each and every one that's turned on this telecast, and I pray that by whatever means that they might be listening, that you would speak to their hearts, Uh, just unravel your Word before them, help them to know it and understand it, and uh, come to a, a real solid conviction about following you. We'll thank you, we'll praise you for all that you do, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, you uh, keep your Bibles handy, follow along, and we'll be back here in just a little while to wrap things up. God bless. Whether I lock eyes with you or not, you have some weaknesses. You have some weaknesses. Well, if you don't know me, man, if I'd peel back my shirt, there'd be a big S. Super Christian. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Look at this. We do not know what we ought to pray. People tell me that all the time. Pastor Terry, I don't know how to pray. I'm like, I know you don't. It says here that you don't. Do you feel better now? We do not know what we ought to pray. Did I make that up or is that in the Word of God? Once upon a time, you can find this in Matthew 20 and 22, I'm not going there, but Jesus said to his apostles, you do not know what you're asking me. They're saying, hey, Jesus, we want this, and we want to go there with you, and we want to do that, and we want to be eh, all this and a bag of chips. He said, you don't know what you're talking about. In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans look at this that words cannot express a deep level groan that is unable to be expressed by words And he who searches our hearts, says verse 27, and that's God, knows the mind of the Spirit. And Pastor Terry says, of course he knows the mind of the Spirit because it's his Spirit. Because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. Listen to me. Holy Spirit of God will make known to your inner man, your spirit, lowercase spirit, that which God has purposed for you to know, if you set about to know it. I can just about promise you, beloved, if you get up like these goomers that Jude's talking about every day and you just go about doing your own thing and you never stop and pause and look to God and wait and listen for God, you're probably not going to get this. But if you go in search of it, God will make Make it clear to your spirit man. How does he do that? The first place he does that, first way that he does that is by speaking to you as you R-E-A-D, the Bible. Are you reading this? I read it once, Pastor, and it didn't make sense. That's because you were reading it with your head, not your spirit. Probably not gonna make sense, talking natural or supernatural. It'll make sense when you have the author dwelling within and revealing things to you. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? Listen, read the Word. Faith comes by hearing. How does hearing come? By the Word of God. Pastor, isn't there an easier way? Surely by the year 2020, one of you great theologians or preachers has figured out a way that we can do this without reading the Word. That's like going to school. And I hate school. And it shows. (laughs) The starting point is the Bible. How many of you know, watch this, God's will is significant and important and essential. Do you know that? God's will. Paul says, we don't know what to pray. God's will is very important. Paul says, we don't know what to pray. Can I say it like this? We do not naturally know God's will. But God knows and so does Holy Spirit of God. And we're told here in Romans chapter 8 that Holy Spirit serves as our go-between, if you please, he intercedes for us. You see, Holy Spirit knows our hearts and Holy Spirit knows the total will of God and will work in you, whoever you are, to transform your old heart of stone into a heart that knows and desires and pursues God's desires and pursuits God's wisdom and God's agenda. I'm asking the question, how do we grow in our most holy faith? You study this word, and there's always an and. You study this word, and you learn the process. Somebody, not everybody, somebody say process. You learn the process of genuine prayer. Now, I've just begun to describe that for you. Let me embellish that just a little bit more, and I'm going to move on to my next point. Do you understand that prayer comes from your spirit by the Holy Spirit? Watch. It doesn't just come from your head. Certainly not from your soulish realm or your emotions. Must be deeply rooted in the Word of God by Holy Spirit conveyance and not emanating forth from feelings or emotions. Now watch. How many of you know after 40 years of pastoral ministry, I've hung out with a lot of church people. Oh, yeah, messes up them. More church people than you can shake a stick in. You know what I've observed from a large, and I'm not going to tell you the majority because God has blessed me to be around some wonderful praying intercessors, but what I hear coming from a lot of people is prayers that emanate forth from their emotions. Oh, if they get up today and they feel good, man, they're not even walking on the floor. It's like they're walking on a cloud. Whoo, they begin to pray and praise the Lord, usually asking for something. But if they roll out of bed, literally, (laughs) plop, it's not gonna be a good day. Here I am on the floor. Hi, little dust bunny. (laughs) They don't feel very good, so they don't pray that day. Someone said, "I wish I had said this, I could be famous by now." Someone said, "When it's the hardest to pray, that's when you need to pray the hardest. Amen. Listen, when you learn that prayer starts in your spirit, not in your head, that's huge. It's a huge key. And when you finally figure out that God speaks, if we will, I'm going to say it this way, real quick, fool, shut up, long enough to listen to that still small voice, And learn to know that still, small voice. It's amazing what can begin to happen in and through us. Are you with me? How do we build ourselves up in the most holy faith? He continues on, verse 21, keep yourselves in God's love. Fill in number four with me on your notes. I should build myself up by keeping myself in God's love. How do I do that, Pastor Terry? In another place, here we are playing ring around the Bible again. In another place, Jesus reminds us. Who's reminding us? John chapter 14, verse 15. Here's what Jesus says. If you love me, putting two and two together, here's what he's saying. If you desire to keep yourself in God's love, if you love me, you will obey what I command. That's not hard to understand, is it? It's all saying that you should strive in the power of the Spirit to live out God's commands. You should purpose to express to God by your obedient lifestyle that you do indeed love Him. I think I said this to you a week or so ago, beloved, but loving God isn't just an expression. Love you, God. Love you, mean it. Love you, big man up in the sky. It's not just an expression. It's an action. How many of you know, if you're married to Sister D, she's kind of like, don't tell me, show me. Any relationships that way? Anybody can say, I love you, and then act like a jerk. Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Don't just say it, do it. Keeping yourself in God's love is a a simple task of walking it out day by day and moment by moment. Can you be encouraged this morning? Don't walk away, walk toward the commands. Walk in them, learn them, memorize them, pray them, quote them, live them out in the power of the Spirit. Pastor Terry, how, how long should I do this? How much should I labor in this here faith-building business. You know, I've got things to do. Pastor Terry, how long should I engage prayer with Holy Spirit help? How long should I walk in God's love? Verse 21 concludes this way. Keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you To eternal life. In other words, until you pass over from this life to the next. How many of you here this morning are actually here? Can I see your hand? Yes, yes. So this is talking to you. If you aren't with all due respect in the cemetery yet, this applies to you. For as long as you walk topside, fill in number five with me. We're getting close. I should build myself up by waiting for the mercy of Jesus to bring me to eternal life. God has promised us eternal life. Listen to me or you won't understand what I'm saying. He's promised us eternal life through Jesus. But if the rapture doesn't occur sometime today, if it's maybe 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, I may go by way of the grave. And it'll look like I do not have eternal life at that point because I died. But the eternal life that we're talking about is not physical. It's spiritual. And when a, spirit, when a soul comes into this world, beloved, life begins, that soul is going to live somewhere forever. Right now, during the age of grace, we have the choice, the opportunity to decide where that is going to be. I should build myself up by waiting for the mercy of Jesus to bring me to, through this present veil of sorrows, to bring me to eternal life. Hey, I want to close with this. What time is it? Like that matters. (laughs) (laughs) I want to back up just a little bit if you've been paying attention, you are in verse 20 and 21. I want to back up just a little bit to verse 19 and unpack that because I believe this. The key to understanding verse 20 and 21 is found in verse 19. I took them out of order on purpose. There's some strategery involved in it. Look at your neighbor and say strategery. June chapter 1, that's probably a good thing. June chapter 1, Jude chapter 1, verse 19. I'm backing up to 18 to get get a running start. And it says, in the last times, there will be scoffers. Somebody tell me what scoffers do. They scoff, scoff, scoff. They scoff, scoffers who will follow their own ungodly desires. These are the men who divide you. We've talked about these scoundrels over the past several weeks. Again, I've called them the secret Slippers society. I want to point out to you this morning the underlying root cause of their condemnation and the specific character trait that makes them divisive. By the way, God does not esteem divisiveness. There's a verse of Scripture on your study notes that deals with that. I'm not going to read it right now. I want to go on and ask this. What fuels the divisiveness of the secret slipper society? What fuels the divisiveness? The middle part of verse 19 says that these are men who follow mere natural instincts And do not have the Spirit, capital S. They do not have the Spirit. In other words, they think, they act, they live according to the natural man. The way man comes into this world, the natural man, that's the way they live. Watch this. These people are lost. They're lost. They're sinful. These are unsaved persons. They have not been born again. They have not been spirit-filled. And yet, note what Jude says. Jude says that these ones have infiltrated the church. What's that all about? Well, listen, here's some good news, bad news. I'm gonna give you the good news first. If they've infiltrated the church at least they're hanging out with the church. Are you with me? At least they're hanging out with the church. But, and I'm headed to number, the last thingy on your study notes. Beloved worst case scenario, those within the secret slipper society, they are pretending to be the church, but they are not. Listen, I'm talking to some people. You want something hot off the press? Churches are closing in the United States of America today in unprecedented fashion. I've just enlightened you on one of the reasons. Are you listening? I don't want New Life Community Church to be one of those places. I don't want it to be one of those places. I don't want any of them to be one of those places. Greets me to no end when I'm riding down the road and I see what is obviously an old church house and it's been turned into an antiques club. You know what I'm saying? Does that grieve you? It grieves me. It doesn't have to be that way. These people are pretending to be the church, but they are not the church. They are actually active in attempting to set the agenda for the church. Unsaved, people who are not spirit-filled. They are not the church. They are not members of the forever family of God, but they've infiltrated the church organizationally, and they began to set the agenda for those churches. That can't do anything but fail. It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Are you with me? This shouldn't happen. These scoffers moving in, and setting the agenda for the church. And I ask myself, self, what does one do about this? And I think I know what one does about this. And the Lord willing, if I live till Sunday, November the 15th, I'm gonna tell you what it is in part 27 of this series. we're going to just cut in right there actually we were out of message. I want to conclude the program this evening by asking you this. Are you a part of the body of Christ? What we refer to as the church, which is kind of an unfortunate translation because the word is Ecclesia or ekklesia, it's the called out ones. Just to simplify matters, have you been born again and filled with the Spirit, and are you a part of the forever family of God, the church? It's true. There are so many today who are pretending. Some don't even know that they're pretending They haven't been born again. They haven't been spirit-filled. They're a part of some religious organization. And someone has told them, if you do a few religious things, if you jump through this hoop or jump through that hoop, if you dress a certain way or use certain language and so on and so forth, then you're okay. At some point in time, you're going to go be with the big guy in the sky. Listen, what we know about God Almighty is found right here in the Bible. The Word of God, God's Word to us. And we don't have to speculate or wonder or think about uh, what that looks like and about who God is and the way God thinks and what God expects of us. He tells us right here. I know there's so many that say, Well, you know, I talked, I hear this preacher, he tells me one thing. I hear that preacher, he tells me something else. Hey, let me encourage you to get a copy of God's Word and read it for yourself and study it. Here's what I know Holy Spirit of God will come off the page and begin to help you to understand this. Now, listen, you don't need to get all caught up and just getting in your closet, and doing your private little thing, and say, you know, uh, it's just uh, between me and Jesus. Now, me and Jesus got our own thing going. No, part of the Jesus thing is discovering that when you become a part of the forever family of God, you become a part of the body of Christ, the church. And that's all explained to us very clearly in here as you begin to read it and study it. And I want to encourage you to do just exactly that. Don't be a pretender. Be the real thing. Listen, why am I saying that to you? Because the real thing is powerful. The real thing will change your life, not only in the sweet by and by, you know, out there and way beyond the blue somewhere, but right in the stinking now and now, it will change your life for the better as your mind, your spirit's changed and your mind is renewed day in and day out, line upon line, precept upon precept. I've experienced this and I would love for you to experience it as well. Don't pretend get a hold of the real deal, be born again, filled with God's Spirit, and living out a lifestyle of chasing after Jesus. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for each one listening in right now, and I pray in particular for those that may not be that familiar with your Word. They don't know how you operate. It seems somewhat confusing to them. I pray in Jesus' name that you would guide them as they get into your Word, the Bible, and read it, and study it, and understand it. And I pray that you would put people in their life that will help them to know it and understand it in a balanced way. And we'll thank you, we'll praise you for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I do want to remind you before we get out of here that New Life has a regular schedule of activities Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. And we also have midweek activities Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, something for pretty near every member of the family. Don't forget about the Ask Pasta Tea segment of the program. If you have some questions, some concerns about things in the Bible, if you would email me, that's the best way in the world to do this. Just use that email address right there on the screen. Email me your questions, your concerns. We'll try to respond to, to those. Uh, don't want to put these offers before you. Once again, we have a, couple, have a pamphlet about how to do a prayer walk. I think you would find that to be beneficial. And some other little track-like booklets that we use with our discipleship. If you'd like to have any of that information, just email me and say, Hey, I want that. Give me your mailing address. We'll shoot that back to you just as soon as we possibly can. I'm Terry Knight, the pastor of New Life Community Church. It's been a joy and a privilege being with you. I trust and pray that you're going to have a great week. And remember, my friends, Jesus is coming back. Is He coming back for you? Lord God.